Today we're excited as a part of our Wild Spirit Sunday. We have a special guest with us, and it's like I said, uh, the beginning of the service is not a, a traditional service, but you're going to really enjoy our first service. was really blessed by the story and testimony of Levi Williams, and he's here today, quarterback at the University of Wyoming. You may have seen him play at the bowl game. Would you put your hands together and welcome him today? Awesome. We're going to start off today with him just telling us a little bit about where he grew up, a little bit about his background and his early, before Laramie story. So here he is. How y'all doing? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, preparing for this moment, uh, I was talking to my sister. She was uh, a youth pastor back home. She just went to Loveland. And uh, we were talking about, you know, testimony. And I was like, you know, Hannah, like, what's, what do you think my testimony is? And she was like, well, Levi, you're a testimony of consistency. Because, um, you know, my parents grew up in a really bad situation. Both of them were um, in really bad households. And um, they kind of broke the chain and said, you know what, that's not what we want. That's not what we want for our family. So they broke the chain and we, we grew up in a strong faith and we set standards that, you know, when I was younger, sometimes I didn't understand um, at all. And uh, I accepted Christ, you know, super, super young. I was, I think I was eight years old. I still remember the day, you know, pulling off on the side of the road. and. Tell mom, like, mom, I, I want, I want Jesus to be the the guide of my life. I want him to be in the driver's seat, and you know that obviously made her super happy. Um, but you know, I, I didn't really have like a, a crazy story. Like I wasn't addicted to anything, you know, um, you know, growing up or anything. I didn't really get, you know, bullied too much. Um, but I would just say consistency. You know, um, throughout life, you know, it's going to have its ups and downs. Um, I've had uh, some really good ups and some really bad downs. And I'd say the biggest thing is just, you know, staying in the Word. Um, I try every day, uh, read Proverbs, you know, because there's, there's 31, uh, 31 chapters in Proverbs, and there's about 31 weeks in a day, unless it's February and it's leap year, but it doesn't matter anyway. And I promise you, you'll get something new out of it almost every time. So, um, you know, just being consistent in what you do. Um, and, you know, I just feel like that's my story. Just, you know, uh, not giving up in faith, staying strong in faith, you know, um, even when people around me, you know, didn't do the same thing, or, um, or if I was around people that, you know, did the same thing, just not, um, not wavering, you know, staying true to myself and staying true to my faith. So, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Tell us about where you grew up, played high, high, your high school ball. We have a little bit in common there. Not really a whole lot, but I'm just going to claim it anyways. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so um, I was born and raised in Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, southern Indiana, if any of you guys know where that is. Um, so I was born there and we lived there for six years and uh, my dad got a job at Toyota and that job moved us down to Texas and so we moved to Canyon Lake, Texas. Which is where my parents live, so <laughs> claim to fame. So we moved to Canyon Lake, Texas and uh, I've lived there ever since and I went to Smithson Valley High School and played uh, football in uh, 6A, the biggest division you could. Had about uh, just under 5,000 kids in my school and about 1,200 kids in my graduating class. Wow. So. I was a W, so it, didn't, it took a while for graduating class <laughs> to get on going. But um, yes, that's pretty much where I grew up. That's awesome. So originally, Wyoming uh, football wasn't part of the plan. So how did you end up uh, coming to Laramie? What happened with all that? So Wyoming definitely wasn't my uh, first choice. Uh, no, no offense to the state or anything like that. Um, I actually really didn't know like Wyoming was a state at the, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was just, I mean, yeah, I mean, Texas is very proud of being Texas, and, uh, you know, I just never was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go up north and live in, like, 
Montana or Wyoming or something like that. So, um, no, I was uh, committed to Houston at a very uh, early state in my career. Um, it was the spring of my junior years when I committed. Uh, they had a coach named Major Applewhite, Kendall Bryles. Uh, great guys, really strong in their faith, and uh, I loved it. So I committed super early, and I was committed to them for about a year. And for that year, I was uh, on the recruiting trail with them. I was recruiting different guys. We flipped like three guys from Power Five schools. I think we like flipped two guys from Baylor, and uh, one guy that was going to UT. We flipped him, and uh, we were just super excited about the class and all that good jazz. And then uh, come around December, I get a text uh, on my phone. It's like, hey, can I give you a call? It was Coach Bryles, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can give you a call. And he called me and he told me that he was leaving the university and that he was going to Florida State to be the offense coordinator there. So you know, that was disappointing, but um, I was gonna I was gonna stay there. I was gonna stay with Houston. Because uh, we still have Major Applewhite, and uh, you know I believe in the program and whatever. Um, so that all goes down, and then signing day comes around. I signed my national letter of intent. Everyone was super excited for me. Next day, I had a huge party. I had like 200, 200 of my friends and close family members, you know, came over and uh, just saying, "Hey, congrats! I can't wait to see you in Houston." And uh, three days after signing, our head coach got fired. Uh, so. <laughs> um, uh, you know, everybody, uh, we had a group message with the recruits and all the signees and everybody was scrambling, like, hey, what are we going to do? Do we leave? Do we stay? Like, we don't, we don't know what's going on. Um, so I was, you know, just telling them, like, hey, like, let's just, let's just wait it out. Let's just see, like, who we hire. And there was a bunch of names in the air, you know, it was like Lane Kiffin and a bunch of different guys. And then we originally, and then we decided to hire uh, Dana Holgerson, who was the old coach at West Virginia. I don't know if you guys know anything about West Virginia football, but he was pretty successful there. Um, and uh, I had a meeting with them about three days before move-in day because I was an early enrollee and graduated high school early. So I had a meeting with him and uh, just didn't really like him as a person, didn't really like him as a, as a man. Uh, he told me I wasn't going to fit in his system and he was bringing his son who was a quarterback uh, that was also in my class. So, uh, you know, I just decided that, you know, that wasn't going to be for me and I didn't want to play daddy's ball in college. So. Uh, three days before moving day, I decided to get out of my NLI and I had nowhere to go. So um, uh, at that moment, I mean, I was scrambling for answers, uh, uh, talking to my head coach, talking to uh, Major Applewhite, and uh, a bunch of JUCOs talked to me, and I talked to a bunch of different schools. I talked to, um, to TCU and to Indiana a little bit before, but I mean, they had already given out all their scholarships, so uh, I'm not going to pay you know $40,000 for a semester at TCU. Um, and then I was sitting on my couch upstairs, and I was just wondering. I mean, I already passed the move-in day, so I was wondering, like, what, what's going to happen? Like, is my dream that I've been dreaming about my whole life just going to be shot down? And uh, I, get a, I get a message on Twitter, and it was uh, Coach Britt Vegan, the offense coordinator here at Wyoming. He said, I heard about your situation. Uh, our head coach is down there for the coach's convention. Um, he wants to meet you. He wants to talk to you. And that's, uh, that's basically how the story started. That's awesome. So I can't imagine, like, sitting there on move-in day, uh, your world's got to be turned upside down. What was going through your mind, and how did you handle that, and how did that even test your faith in that moment? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, you know, for a year, I thought I knew what was going to happen. I thought I had my own path. I thought, um, in my mind, I knew what, what was going to happen. I said, you know, you have dreams about it at night. Like, yeah, this was going to happen first year, second year, third year, whatever. Um, and it just all falls apart right in front of you. And you don't know what to do, and you're just reaching for answers. And um, I shut everyone out. I shut all my friends out uh, after I got out of my NLI. 
I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be with my family. And we prayed and prayed and prayed, and we talked to different people. And, you know, I was just looking for answers in the Bible. Just like, I was like, God, just show me something. Like, just give me something, because I know, I know you're not giving up on me. I know you're not giving up on me. Um, and, you know, it was, it was super hard. It was super hard. Um, uh, I only talked to, like, my best friend. I swear he's going to be the best man at my wedding. Uh, back home. And we were talking back and forth. He's also a college football player. And uh, he was like, man, like, I, just, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, you kind of just got, you know, the, the butt end of, of college football, you know. Um, if you guys don't know, college football is a business. And uh, the business side, you know, we're just ugly head every once in a while. And I, I got to see that firsthand. But, you know, just staying strong, you know, throughout the process, you know, praying consistently, you know. Um, and holy smokes, you know, after that message, I got that message, and then, you know, everything I've been through this year, uh, I would, I mean, if you didn't believe there was a God before, like, where I am now, there's, there's no way. There's no way that there's not a God. And, you know, he's been, through, been with me this whole time. And I think that the biggest thing is, you know, like asking for help is awesome. You know, always like, hey, God, like I really need you in this situation. But then afterwards also just being like, hey, like thank you so much. You know, staying connected with him was probably just like the biggest thing that I, like, I took away from that. You know, yeah. just being constantly connected, no matter if you're going through an up or if you're going through a down. Because um, a lot of people just, you know, ask for help when you're down, you know, obviously, because you don't have any control. But, you know, when you're on the top of the mountain, it's, it's always good to give praise to uh, when credit's due. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So then you moved to Wyoming. It's been smooth sailing, no challenges, no adversity, everything happily, happily ever after. You could just die in peace, right? Is that how it's been? Or has there maybe been some challenges since coming here? Oh, there's been, there's been a bunch of challenges since I came here. Um, first, uh, last winter. Was cold. Welcome to Wyoming. Yes, sir. No. Um, so I got here and um, I lived over in uh, McIntyre Hall because Whitehall was filled. That's usually where all the athletes were. Didn't really matter. I had a roommate um, that also came early from Texas, so that was nice. And we were both struggling together. But I remember that uh, we didn't have a parking permits because it was like super expensive to buy those, and we weren't going to buy those. And so we walked to the indoor practice facility and to our locker room and it's you know it's a good 10 minute walk and I remember one morning it was negative 26 with a wind chill and negative 40 something and after that workout I called my mom I was like mom this is not what I signed up for <laughs> I did not sign up for this I mean I got out of the shower my hair was frozen <laughs> so I mean I was freaking out um no, but you know, once I got to the, got used to the cold, it wasn't wasn't too bad. You know, you know, class obviously is always going to be a challenge. You know, you never know what kind of professor you're going to get, or if you get a bad grade on a test, you just keep scrambling and you know, like, where's the extra credit? You know, how can I get my grade up? Whatever. Um, but uh, one thing that did happen was I got in a ski accident right before spring ball. It was right actually before spring break. I uh, went with a friend and we went up to the snowies and. Lost my right ski and hit a tree really hard. So, uh, messed up my back pretty good. Went to Iveson and uh, uh, I guess it was the only good thing that they found. They found a nodule uh, on my thyroid gland, so they checked that out, made sure it wasn't didn't have any like cancerous anything like that. So, you know, thank God for that. So, you know, I guess I I know I mean I know it's there, but um, other than that, the spring kind of went smooth. After that, uh, spring ball was you know, okay. I was guessing most of the time. You know, because our offense is not, you know, easy to learn. Um, summer went pretty smooth, besides those mosquitoes, man. They, they got me pretty good. Um, 
Um, and then fall camp comes around, you know, it's a, it's a grind, you know, you're grinding throughout the summer, you're grinding through fall camp, and then season comes around, and go through the, the ups and downs during the season, you know, when you're winning, when you're losing, and then uh, when I finally got to play, it was awesome. I mean, we got the best fans in, in the nation, I'm sure you guys know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome playing in front of you guys and uh, just playing and doing my thing on, on the big stage. And then you didn't even mention the biggest adversity of having to live in a city that doesn't have a Chick-fil-A. What did that do to you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we really need to work on that. Um, I don't know, we need to call or something. I mean, I don't know if anybody's got ties to Chick-fil-A, but it needs to happen. I mean, this is just ridiculous. We need a Chick-fil-A sponsorship here. You guys heard it. Yeah. Heard it first right here. So, uh, so along with those challenges, obviously overcoming adversity is a huge part of uh, football in general. And for the quarterback position, it seems like that a lot of that rests on the shoulders of the quarterback as well. So, um, how do you do it? How do you handle that adversity? And when it comes, and what what can you recommend to people here that are maybe in a different way dealing with adversity and struggles and challenges in their own lives? Yeah. So um, you know, I deal with adversity almost every day, and. Um, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. You probably go through the exact same things. You know, just waking up in the morning can be hard. Um, but um, I would say just, you know, keep your nose, like, in the Bible. Like I said, I read Proverbs yeah. every day. But if I'm going through something, like, really big, something that's really, you know, tugging on my heart, then um, I usually go to Psalms. Because I swear you can flip to any page in Psalms, and you'll find something that will, that will, just, that will just give you, like, anything, just give you just great wisdom. But I think, like, the biggest thing is, you know, knowing that you're not alone. Um, you know, you always have God, and um, if you have a friend that you, you, can, you can talk to when you're going through adversity, you know, talk to them. Because um, I have a best friend back home, and uh, if without him, man, I don't know, I don't know where I'd be. You know, I, I share everything. We bounce off each other all the time. I actually have a good friend here. He's a freshman. Uh, you know, super strong in his faith as well, um, and I bounce, I bounce almost everything off of him. Which is, which is great, you know, because, you know, the, the hardest thing when you're going through something is going through it alone. And you just don't think that anyone's there for you and you just think that the world's against you, you know, but it's not. And you got people around you and you have God, you have God. So, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. That's awesome to hear. I mean, we've heard it today through your story woven here and there, but tell us about the role that faith plays in your life, even from, you, know, you mentioned the experience with your mom in the car, but how has that continued to shape you as you move forward? What role does faith play in your life? You know, faith's everything. You know, I firmly believe that if I didn't have faith, you know, I'm, I'm nothing without God. I mean, um, I'm, just, I'm just a speck of dust, honestly, in this, in this large universe that we live in, but, um, you know, it's everything. You know, throughout high school, uh, I was always tied into church. Uh, I was uh, an outturn because we went to a church as a youth group called Inside Out, and I was an outturn instead of an intern there. And um, <laughs> it was a weird church, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always had close ties in the church. Um, you know, some of my friend groups uh, were a little bit challenging. I felt like I was an outsider on the inside just because um, I didn't do the same things they did, you know. I didn't fall into the same, same temptations that they did. And they didn't really understand some of the things that um, I would say. You know, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like, you know what, I'm going to play college football. And they're like, yeah, man, you're crazy. Because, you know, no one plays college football um, from where I'm from. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, going throughout life, uh, my parents set all these, these great standards, and they were super hard to achieve. You know, going up, growing up young, you, you didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand, uh, you know, watching your mouth, or I didn't really understand 
the yes sir, no ma'am, you know, all that good stuff. But, you know, now I do. Now I understand why they set those standards. And um, I, can, I can only strive to be like them because, man, they are, they are the, the best people I know. My parents are. And they are the definition of what uh, a happy, married, godly, you know, family, family that we could have. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. They are the best example I can, I can think of. And, um, you know, just looking at them and, you know, seeing them as an example is, is just so encouraging. You know, and you know that's what you look for. You know, moving on through life is you you want someone and uh, you want to have a family like that. So it's great having that example in my life. That's awesome. So uh, you've got the foundation of a, f a faith and a strong family, which is incredible. But obviously, moving into high school and then college is difficult to stay accountable. We talked about overcoming adversity. So in the challenges and the difficult seasons in life, there's temptations, and then also in the successes, as we saw at the end of last season. How do you how do you stay balanced and accountable and keep your faith in focus uh, through the ups and the downs of of life? Well, um, right here in Wyoming, uh, we have a bunch of freshmen that are um, really strong in their faith, which is awesome. So we always, you know, keep each other accountable. You know, ask each other like how their, you know, how their day's going, and when was the last time you were in the Bible? And you know, some of them really get caught. You know, go like two, three, four weeks without being in the Bible, and just say, just, just read it. It's gonna take you like five minutes to read a chapter in the Bible. So we keep each other accountable. I have a great friend, Trayton. He was my roommate during the season. Um, we, we talked about God all the time because um, we're, I feel like we're almost the same person, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, I read Proverbs every day. He does the same thing. And uh, if he has a different message, he'll bounce it off of me. If I have a different message, I'll bounce it off of him. And we bounce questions off each other all the time. But uh, just keeping each other accountable during the, like, the whole process, you know, because I know in life, you know, you get busy uh, with school, with work, with um, just, just life, honestly. Life keeps you busy, and if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't watch it, you can just, you can just forget. You can just forget to, to go to church, or forget to, you know, read your Bible, or forget to pray, and um, it's really easy, you know. Um, you just be like, ah, man, you know what? I got homework today. I don't think I'm gonna go to church on Sunday. The next Sunday comes around, you know, ah, I got homework again, you know, and then you don't even know what church you're going to by then, like, like three months. So. Um, <laughs> You know, just staying accountable, having friends with you to keep you accountable. And if you don't have friends to keep you accountable, then family members or, you know, if you get plugged into a church, I'm sure the pastors will also keep you accountable, just talking to them all the time. So, yeah, just having someone with you to keep you accountable through this whole process. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, football. We'll get down to the, the nitty-gritty of last season. Obviously, uh, some incredible stuff that happened. and. And uh, I don't know if anyone saw it coming. We were obviously uh, excited for it and, and uh, loving it, but undefeated at, at home, which is huge, setting uh, attendance records at the stadium. Uh, then you go on the road, and there's, like, some close losses. And I look back at the season, almost like maybe five or six plays go differently at the end of some games and maybe a, a completely undefeated season. So just uh, awesome success. And then, obviously, your transition through the season is moving into the starting lineup and, and in the bowl game. And so talk to us about, about, about that. Tell us a little bit uh, what, what you went through in that process. So when the season started, um, I was just scouting the quarterback through circles. So the um, job wasn't too, too hard. Uh, it was actually pretty fun sometimes. You make the defense coaches mad if you, if you did really well. But um, yeah, I was just a scout team guy. And uh, it was different for sure. Definitely a humbling experience. You go from being in high school where you're that guy. You're that guy and the whole town knows about you. And um, I never sat during a football season. And I just sit and you know, watch 
this whole season go about, and you're just like, man, I wish I, I wish I was in there, or I wish I, I could do, do this better, or I didn't make the right read, you know, it's hard. It's really hard. And um, you know, going throughout the season, we had a tough loss to Tulsa and a tough loss to San Diego State, and then you know, dropped the two against Boise and Utah State. Um, and you're just like, man, like. There's two or three plays, you know, two or three plays go our way. Those, those games are ours, and we're undefeated. We're ranked. We're in a probably like a New Year's Six bowl game. So uh, we were really excited. And uh, when I got to play against uh, CSU, that was awesome, you know, beating those guys, you know, because, you know, it sucks to be a CSU Rams. <laughs> <laughs> beating those guys was awesome. And uh, it was awesome to see you guys out there. I mean, and that game was cold. That game was really cold. Uh, uh, you guys were out there, and I was, I was like, man, that's how you know. That's how you know you've got the best fans in the nation, for sure. Uh, you know, just going throughout the process and getting some more playing time and eventually getting a start, uh, it was awesome, you know. And, uh, you know, God, I mean, thank God for everything you get, you know, because you never know when your last snap's going to come. And, uh, it, was just, it was just super humbling and super awesome, you know, having the – Going to the Arizona Bowl and seeing that the whole stadium was in brown and gold, I mean, that was awesome. I mean, I feel like the whole state was there. It probably was. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. And then winning the bowl game and uh, sharing that with my teammates and sharing that with you guys is awesome. So it was great. Yeah, I shared with the first service that he didn't realize that the secret to surviving Wyoming winter is Arizona. You just move there for a couple months, and so that's why there's so many Wyoming fans. Uh, what lessons do you feel like you learned through the season uh, with, you know, not starting, moving into the lineup, playing the bowl game? What do you feel like God was speaking to you doing in your life? I would say just patience, you know. Um, patience is huge, and I feel like it gets overlooked a lot, a lot of the times just because it's, it's so little and you don't really think about it all the time. But man, patience is so important. It's so important to be patient because what we see is so small. You know, we're seeing, like if we opened a book, we only see two pages. There's a whole book behind those pages. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if, if you asked me last year that I would be here, I'd tell you you're crazy. I'd tell you, you are crazy. <laughs> but um, I'm here now and, uh, you know, I didn't know what my path was gonna be and, you know, I thought I knew what it was, and God said, no, actually, you don't know what it is at all. So, um, but yeah, just being patient and, um, you know, staying in the Word, staying strong in your faith, no matter what, you know, um, if, you're, if you're in a hard time, you know, I get it, like, it's hard, it's re it really is hard, you know, um, feeling alone, feeling like there's no one there for you, it's hard, but just like staying in faith, trying to be connected in any way you can with the church trying to be connected with your friends, you know, bouncing things off of them. And then when you when you finally get to the top of that mountain, just, you know, giving all the praise to him because you couldn't be where you are without him. And I firmly believe that and I wouldn't be anything without him. So just being patient and just trusting the process and the plan that he has set out for you. What uh, what stands out to you, like highlight moment of like that was the, the highlight of, of last season for you? As far as the season goes? Yeah. Or, oh, man. Ooh. I don't know. Um, I would probably say the first, the first touchdown in the CSU game that I scored. That was really cool. Um, Pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. It was really awesome. And uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of reporters asked me at the end. They were like, you know, you pointed up to the sky. Like, what does that mean to you? And I was like, well, that's my faith. Like, my faith is everything to me. And um, you know, it's really important to me. And I, oh, man. My grandpa, my great-grandpa died um, last September, 
uh, on the first, and uh, that really was hard because he lived with me my entire life, him and my great grandma. And uh, she's still alive though, she comes to all the games. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was hard to be with him, he had never missed a game. And uh, you know, when I, when I got into that end zone, and I, just, I just felt like a sense that he was just there. He was just saying, good job, good job kid. And uh, it was awesome, it was awesome to see that. And just, you know, uh, as a football player, you have a, you have a platform you know, to share your faith. And I feel like um, as much as I can, I'm going to share my faith as much as I can with anybody that I can. So That's awesome. Well, what are you looking forward to next season? Do you have any personal goals and, and predictions maybe for, for uh, Wyoming football next year? Um, I mean, personal goal is to start, obviously. Um, but, uh, man, I feel like we're going to be really good next year. I feel like if you guys thought we were good this year, just wait. Just wait. Offense is going to be, is going to be very, well, uh, very good. We're going to have a really good passing attack. Uh, this spring's going to be really important for us. So uh, if you guys come out to the spring game, you'll get a little taste. But we'll be really good on offense and on defense. I feel like we'll be really well, good as well. You know, replacing an all-star is kind of hard. But I feel like we've got some guys that, that can play. And uh, there's no reason we can't go undefeated um, throughout the whole season. And I know we got Utah at home. And I just, I just hope they're ready, man. They just, <laughs> I, I hope they're ready. They don't know about these Wyoming, these Wyoming boys. But... Uh, yeah, there's no reason we can't go undefeated, so I'm really excited for this upcoming season. That's awesome. You heard it right here. Well, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so while we're on uh, predictions and all that kind of stuff, why don't you tell us uh, who you think's winning it all, why, maybe give us a little quarterback scouting report on Jimmy G and, and Patrick Mahomes and uh, maybe a score prediction on that as well. So I got the Chiefs. I mean, I know I'm offending anybody in here if you're from California or whatever, but um, I got the Chiefs, and here's why because their offense is just too much. I mean, give credit to the 49ers defense, their front four, phenomenal. There's some bad dudes up there, but I just think their offense is gonna be too much. My, my man, Patrick Mahomes, Texas guy, he's gonna, he's gonna have himself a day. He's gonna have himself a day. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G completed six passes in his last game, so, you know, I don't feel like he's gonna be able to get it going enough, and I think that they rely on that defense too much. So, uh, I got the, uh, Got Chiefs plus 13. All right, Chiefs plus 13. You got it right there. That's everything you need to know. We're going to end with this. We really appreciate you being here and sharing your story. We've got a bunch of people that have dressed up, and they are in Wyoming spirit today and big fans. So we're going to give you guys about 10, 15 seconds to really show your Wyoming spirit. Make some noise. If you need a, you know, the last service, we have people putting on, like, face masks and all kinds of stuff. So go ahead and do your best. Uh, demonstration of Wyoming spirit and uh, we've got a prize here there's a football that maybe someone can sign for you today I don't know who but uh, we're gonna let Levi choose the winner on that today so go ahead show them what you got show your Wyoming spirit
and possibly you're here and you can't relate to being a quarterback for the University of Wyoming. Um, you, you don't know what that's like. You never played sports in, in high school. Maybe you're here and you're like, yeah, this was nice, but football's just really not my thing. I'm, I'm only watching the Super Bowl tonight for halftime and for commercials. Any of those people here? Yeah. So maybe you can't relate to being a quarterback. Maybe you can't relate to any of those kinds of things, but you can relate to struggle and adversity. You can relate to pain and, and uncertainty about the future and all those kinds of things. And the, the story that he shared today is powerful. It's one of a faith in the in the face of adversity. It's the one. It's one of being in a place in your life where you say, "I don't know what's coming next." When everything that you think you had put together and had in place falls apart, and you have to turn to God and say, "God, I know, I know that you're with me. I want to stay strong in my faith." It's one of putting daily disciplines together in your life of not only hitting the gym and working out to be the best on the field, but saying, "You know what? I know if I'm going to be the best in life." I'm going to have to pray. I'm going to have to work on our relationship with the Lord. I'm going to have to stay in Scripture. And that's what we've heard today. And it's powerful. And it's a principle for your life. As powerful as any message that anyone else can preach. And today, you can relate to that. You can relate to uncertainty. You can relate to pain and, and questions. You can relate to the daily struggle to stay in God's Word. And when times are difficult through the ups and the downs of life, through the challenges that come, when everything you think you had figured out no longer is there. Maybe you're a student at the University of Wyoming and just a couple days into the semester, you're sitting there saying, did I make a huge mistake? Am I where I'm supposed to be? God, where are you? Where is your presence? To struggle in a new place, in a new environment, to surround yourself in accountability and all those things that we've heard and talked about today. And this morning, if you're if you're here and you say, you know what, I'd just like for you to include me in your closing prayer because tonight I can relate to those things. And I, I feel that. I feel the distance from God and, and a desire to be close to Him. I can feel the anxiety and the fear and the uncertainty about the future. If you just slip up your hands and say, would you pray for me as you finish the, the closing prayer tonight? Thank you for your hands. Anybody else? I can feel that. I can feel that in my life. Awesome. All across this room. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. His presence is here. God, we thank you so much for a story a testimony of your goodness, of who you are, a testimony of faith, Lord, in, in Levi's life, who, like all of our lives, and many of us can relate, there's ups and there's downs, there's times and moments where we, we struggle, we question why we are in the places that we're in, and we have to uh, make a bold resolve to go to you, to trust you with our lives. God, I pray for every person in this place, those that raise their hand, that are struggling, that can relate to this, Lord, they just desire your presence in their lives, God, I pray that you'd meet them right where they are. God, I pray that you'd move when they when they feel uncertain about the future and as they turn to you, that they'd encounter your presence there, God. I pray that in the difficulties and the challenges and the ups and downs, that they would turn to you, that they'd put in the, the effort for a daily relationship with you. God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you're a God that cares about us and there's nothing that's too insignificant for you. You're a God who's with us, Emmanuel. I thank you for your presence. It's available to every one of us this room. And God, if there's anyone here in this place today that's not in a right relationship with you, that they would surrender to that in their lives. They would understand that more than anything else, they need you. I loved what Levi said, I'm nothing without God. But let that be a realization for every single one of us in this room today. I thank you for it. In your name. So one last thing I want to do, if you're a student at the University of Wyoming or Wyotech or LCCC or any of the students, would you slip up your hand? We want to pray for you. We're not going to ask you to come forward, but look at these hands all across this room. Would you just stretch out a hand towards one of these students and let's pray a blessing upon them as 
beginning of this semester has started. Lord, we thank you so much for every student that you brought here. We are so thankful as a church that we get to be a part of this incredible community. And Lord, the hands that are raised in this room represent so much potential, so much plans that you have for the future, so many things that you want to do in this city, in this state, and around the world. So now we pray a blessing on every student. We pray a blessing of protection on the campus of the University of Wyoming. We come against any enemy that would try to attack, try to discourage, and try to speak lies to the students that are involved there. Lord, I pray that you would just remind them of who they are in you. Lord, that you would strengthen them and that you would encourage them over the course of this semester. That you would surround them with incredible uh, people that will hold them accountable and speak truth to them, God. Whether that's a roommate, whether that's someone in their hall, whether that's a, a university ministry like Chi Alpha that we heard from earlier, a church family, whatever it would be, God, that you would provide exactly what they need. But more than that, that they would sense your presence they would walk with you every day. They'd recognize that they're not only preparing for future success in life and business and academics or whatever it may be, but Lord, you're preparing them for a lifetime of living with you and that they would experience that in a real way. We thank you for it. We thank you for the honor that it is to be a part of this incredible community, the University of Wyoming family. We thank you for it in your name. Amen.